0: Welcome to the Bible for Kids podcast with your hosts, best-selling children's author, Amy Parker, and author and co-creator of VeggieTales, Mike Naraki. If instilling biblical values in kids is important to you, this podcast will help give you the resources, wisdom, and hope to do just that. Now let's join our hosts, Amy and Mike, for this week's episode. Hi, this is Mike Naraki.
1: And this is Amy Parker.
0: And you're listening to the Bible for Kids podcast. And today I'm talking with Amy Parker, fellow co-host and children's author, about her new uh, Bible storybook. Um, And uh, we love to start each episode off with a Bible verse. And this one comes from Amy's Night Night Bible Stories um, book. It's right there on the front page. Uh, Jesus used stories to tell these things to the people. He always used stories to teach people. And that's from Matthew 13, 34. And Amy, that's sort of a... a theme verse for you, right, as you're, as you're I writing. think
1: so. I, th- I think, you know, if Jesus used stories to teach people, then that's probably a pretty good model for us to follow.
0: All right. Yeah, sort of your uh, what would Jesus do bracelet for the beginning of each of your books.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so. Exactly. I should stick one of those in every book, right?
0: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, so, Amy, uh, we're talking about Bible storybooks. Uh, your night-night prayer uh, book was the, is that, is that the first book you, you, you did or the first book in, I guess in the series?
1: So I had done some co-writing before that, but I always say that night, night prayer was my first book that had only mine. Not, I mean, it had an illustrator's name on it too, but it was the first book that I consider my own.
0: And when, when, when did that come out? When was that book first published?
1: 2008? I think so, yes, because I'm thinking, okay, so Ethan was born in 2004, and he was, he was the inspiration. My Little Redhead was the inspiration for the Night Night series, and he was about three when the inspiration uh, happened. And um, I can call it inspiration now, but at the time— it didn't feel a lot like inspiration. It felt a lot like a tired mama trying to get a redhead to sleep. So,
0: <laughs> so that's what it was. As a parent, you were you were looking for material to help with the bed, kind of the bedtime routine for your. For I, your
1: I son. mean, I wasn't even that intentional about it. Um, I wasn't even looking for material. I had spent all of my material. I had sung all the songs and read all the stories, and he was still just on fire, just wiggling, not going to sleep. Um, And I looked out the window and I saw the trees blowing in the breeze and didn't mean to rhyme, but it happens. Um, And I said, shh, the trees are sleeping. And he's always been sort of an empath anyway. So he Uh got quiet and he was like, oh, the trees are trying to sleep. You know, you could see that processing in his head. And he looked out the window and I'm like, oh, that worked." So what else is sleeping? And I'm like, shh, the sun is sleeping. And so we just went through several rounds of the birds are sleeping and things like that. And not even thinking about a book, although that's what I did. You know, I was a, um, a freelance editor at Tommy Nelson at the time, but I wasn't even trying to write a book. Um, but then I got him to sleep and then it was one of those lightning bolt 3 a.m. morning things that um, I woke up and I was like, oh, and the verse was just annoyingly ringing in my head. And so I just got up just to get it out. <laughs> I got up and just wrote down the Verses really quickly, and I don't Mm -hmm. remember how many just poured out. But um, um, then I got up the next morning and you know tweaked and actually made it sound like verses in a book, and just sort of left it alone for a little while. And probably the next week—that's why I say God pushed me through every door of my career. um, The next week, the publisher—I was you know in house at Tommy Nelson for meetings or whatever. And the publisher said, so we're looking for this bedtime book for this distributor. And I said, I just wrote one last week. And she looks at me kind of funny because I'm an editor, a freelance editor, and Uh not an author by any stretch. And um, she said, well, send it to me. So I sent it to her. And she said, oh, okay, well, I think we can make this work. And so we went through some edits and titling and things like that. But um, that became a night-night prayer.
0: That's great. Well, I guess that sort of speaks to uh – you know, having material ready to go when the the moment is right. <laughs> exactly.
1: So when that lightning bolt moment hits, uh, write it down because you never know who might just come asking for it the next week.
0: Right, right. Well, that's that's really cool. And and well, we're kind of in the middle of a series of uh, or starting off a series of, of Bible storybooks. So this Night Night Prayer book, um, you had you'd done a number of, of prayer books in, in the series, um, but eventually le- led to your latest night-night uh, Bible stories. Is that right?
1: Right. So for some reason, apparently parents resonated with the whole trying to get the kids to sleep thing. And, <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, imagine why that would be. Yeah, I wasn't the only person having that problem. Um, and so we did an entire night-night series. Whatever your child is interested in, we're trying to say night-night to that thing so that that will engage them and really just get them to settle in and um, the verses to sort of sing them to sleep. And then there's also in the entire series this sort of feeling, we we express it in different ways in each book, but that God is watching over you. God is in control. You can sleep soundly and secure knowing that God is watching you. Um, So we always try to sort of end on that note and say night, night to God with everyone. And then just because the series just seemed to, you know, it sold well and people were interested and were like a, a Bible storybook is really just a natural next step for this series. Mm-hmm. And what more comforting thing to send your child to sleep than, you know, telling the story of God's people and how God has always been there and God has always rescued and restored his people. So that's what we try to do in, in Night Night Bible Stories. And it just so happens to come on pretty much the 10th anniversary of you know, night of the beginning of the night, night series. So it's kind of a cool thing that, that yeah. God orchestrated that, you know, this is sort of our 10 year commemorative um, edition of this, although it's really 2019 and not, but you know, yeah. I was writing it during the 10th year yeah. Um, yeah. of the series. So it's just sort of a cool full, full circle thing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's really cool. And, and um, you had, w- when you did this storybook uh, 10 years after your, your first night, night book, in, in that interim, you had done a number of other Bible books. Is that right?
1: Yes. So I had done some just sort of as work for hire, or, you know, that don't have my name on them. Um, and so I learned a lot in that process of what works and what doesn't work as well in a Bible storybook. And I also really, every time you write a Bible story, it's not like, um, I hope, <laughs> you know, writers aren't just recalling those from memory you know, you're not just recalling what you learned in Sunday school. You have to go back through and read every time. So, and then I read my Bible through every year on top of that. So I became really well acquainted with the Bible stories and, um, and especially the ones that we tell to children most often. Um, so by the time I got to this night, night Bible storybook, I felt like I knew that they didn't stop me from going back and researching them before I wrote, but I felt like I was pretty well acquainted. I had seen parts that other Bible story books had left out that I felt were important. Um, and I just um, really wanted to pour, I'd seen other Bible story books also that had really poured a lot of heart into it and that didn't just um, tell each as a standalone story that made it all God's, the story of God's people from yeah. beginning to end. Like this isn't just a story about Noah. This isn't just a story about Abraham. This is a story about God's people and our history as God's people. And I really wanted to make that um, connection with kids that this is not just a cutesy Bible story about, you know, a Bible hero or whatever. This is about our history. This is part of who you are as a kid. And um, and then also that night-night element, that comfort element you know, um, those themes of comfort throughout that run throughout the Bible about how God saves us every single time and how God is watching over us all the time. Those, I really wanted to come through in all of these stories as well.
0: Yeah. 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 Cause that's one of the things that we've talked about before is just the the whole idea of, um, you know, how we learned Bible stories certainly was true with me. It felt like just a series of vignettes uh, exactly. It's like, okay, well this is this is this story this is this story without really having a good idea of how they all fit together right. and what what the bigger picture is. And
1: that's not wrong. I mean obviously, yeah. you know, it implanted those stories in my heart. Yeah. But I just felt like how much more powerful would that be if we presented it as this as this long-term story and as a part of our own story.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's really powerful. And you're right. You because you know kids um you know, as, as we start to introduce these stories, you know, the stories themselves, you know, have to hold interest. But, you know, if if we can find a way, you know, to, to tie them together in this this grander scheme, you know, I think that's going to be more meaningful long term. Yes. Kid.
1: And I think that's really the truth of it is yeah. that they are tied together. You right, know? Right. So exactly. let's exactly. present them that way from the get go and give give kids the credit to be able to absorb that and to digest that.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, um, Let's go ahead and take a break, and uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple minutes on the Bible for Kids podcast. Hey, Bible for Kids listeners, we're always looking for ways to give away free resources uh, for you to use with with your kids. So look us up on social media and find out what's going on on our Instagram and Facebook page at the Bible for Kids. Uh, when you dove in to start writing this book, did you just did you start at the beginning at Genesis and just sort of go all the way through, or how, what was your process in in deciding what to start with?
1: Well, my my publisher's pretty smart. <laughs> they asked for an outline. They, um, I'm not an outliner. Um, oh, you I think just like
0: to start. You just like to dive in and go. Somebody. Typically?
1: Some author, and I forget who, um, calls it a pantser, (laughs) which means you fly by the seat of your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, so I'm probably more of a pantser. But anyway, so in creating the outline, it really made me think intentionally about what stories. I mean, I can't obviously tell all of the stories in the Bible. So which ones are the most important? Okay. They're all the most important. Okay. So how do I narrow this down? Mm -hmm. And going back to that telling the story of God's people thing, yeah. um, I just felt like I tried to choose the ones that maintain the continuity of that story of God's people. Mm-hmm. And um, and then obviously there are some in the Bible that you can't tell, you know, I mean, not for this age group. You don't want to tell them about war and things like that, you know, to a certain extent. So um, so that helped make those decisions. Yeah.
0: But. Well, and, and then there are those stories, you know, um, you know, like Noah uh, that you expect to have in a Bible storybook that, yes. that are still really tough to tell they to are you
1: have to be a little um a little careful I just saw somebody talking about that how they talked about that with their kids and you know the like a fairly young child said so all of those other people died
0: right you right. know like, yeah, yeah
1: so so and I think that that's part of the beauty of these types of stories though they I don't I'm not giving you the end-all be-all. I'm not giving you all of the information. I'm giving you conversation starters with your kids Right. Um, so that, you know, that's part of what a Bible story is for is just to continue this conversation about who God is, what his heart is like, and who we are as a result of all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, because a lot of these stories... Um yeah, become that conversation starters starter, and even some Bible stories are sort of open ended. You know, when you when you tell the story of of uh, Jonah, um, for instance, you know, Jonah right. ends up on a hill. Uh, you know. Uh, hoping that God's fire comes down on Nineveh. Exactly. And that's where the Bible story ends. And so, but then you're kind of left as a reader or as a parent and child to kind of talk about that. It's like, okay, let's talk about mercy and compassion and
1: that sort of thing. Right, And, you know, that's a part of the Jonah story that we don't often hear. Yeah. Um, I mean, we try to end on an up note for the little ones and say, you know, he went to Nineveh and told everybody God's message. But then we see him just like, you know, he's been in the belly of of a big fish. He's been rescued from this belly of the big fish. He goes and tells God's message. And then he's sitting there, you know, complaining, wishing he would die because it's hot. And, you know, and it's like,
0: really? <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. Jonah?
1: And then I'm like, oh, wait. Yeah, I can relate to that. You can relate <laughs> you know? to that. I can right. relate to sitting there whining to God about being uncomfortable, you know? So, um, I just think those stories just show us how human we are. And, you know, um, these people made it into the Bible. We're still talking about them thousands of years later and you know what, they were human too. And God still loved them and and rescued them. Right.
0: And then, you know, and and at the heart of it, the theme is the the theme of that story is about God's compassion and God's mercy. And, yeah. And so, you know, uh, you know, ultimately through all of these Bible stories, God is God is the hero of all these stories, and the humans in them kind of are playing their role, and they're imperfect, and you know, right. Um,
1: and even as rebellious as we can be, and you know, God's love did not hinge on Jonah's obedience.
0: Right. 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 You know, right.
1: it was. Okay, you messed up, but I love you anyway. Okay, you messed up again. Let me show you a little, you know, example of what, you know, he actually tries to teach Jonah by um, making the branch wither or the plant wither or whatever that was shading him or whatever. So he tries to teach him a lesson too. Yeah. So this this God that we— you know, can sometimes picture as this big head in the sky or whatever. Right. You know, that's not who he is. He wants to love us and take care of us and, and teach us one-on-one. You right. know, there was a one-on-one lesson with Jonah there. Right. So I just think that's a, a beautiful, deep story. Um, and there are so many of those to choose from, but we had to keep it to 30. Mm-hmm. And um, And so I just really tried to choose the one that told that overarching story of God's people and his love for us.
0: So... um. I know a lot of times our our books can be like our children, and we can't really name a favorite. Um, and maybe that's the same true of writing a Bible storybook when you're going through it. Do you have a Do you have a, a, a favorite? And this I know you've done other Bible story books and written a lot of different types of Bible stories. But have you was there is there a favorite story of yours in here, or maybe a, a story behind the story uh, as you were writing this?
1: I think what made stories my favorites were. Um, Virginia Allen's illustrations I mean because I wrote them I loved them but then when you see them come to life through illustration they just take on a whole new life and um, like when the world was made it's the first one Um, I love the way it flows I love the the repeating line throughout Um, and that was the fifth day when the world was made so that repeats throughout but then Virginia just adds this I don't know, tapestry of animals, giraffes and lions and rabbits and peacocks and raccoons and um, toucans and clownfish and manatees. And it's just it's just this gorgeous. And that's just one spread. It's just this gorgeous um, illustration of all the creativity that God brought in the story of creation. Yeah. yeah. So that one is is gorgeous. Um, Samson. I mean, not Samson, David and Goliath. Yeah. Um, she, you know, there's this huge, adorable, like Goliath is the cutest guy ever, which he really should not be cute. But it's just <laughs> the illustration of David and Goliath is just, um, you know, Goliath is just defeated. Yeah. And she presents that in such an endearing way. Um, yeah, yeah. It just really bring, brings an extra level of heart to that story. Yeah. So anyway, she made some of the stories my favorites yeah. in doing that.
0: Well, you know, it's funny because I tell my students this uh, in in film school a lot, that meaning in film is created, you know, both by, you know, the words being spoken and by, you know, what's being shown, what you say and and how you say it. And
1: I always say a good children's book or maybe a great children's book tells two different stories. You've got yeah. the stories going on in the text and then yeah. you've got the stories going on in the illustrations. And you really need to tell two different stories. The illustration, the illustrations should always take you deeper into the story and show you things that the text doesn't necessarily show you.
0: Right, right. And And, you know, thinking back on my own childhood... You know, it's like I can I can recall those pictures in my mind. You know, of of the books you know, of that that I read, and 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 those you know kind of stay with you emotionally over the years. And so I think those illustrations right. are super but important. But I
1: also think that we've come a long way in terms of <laughs> biblical illustrations because yeah. you know back in the day it was just that children's illustrated Bible that we had. Yeah, that, you yeah, know, that yeah. you see in doctors' offices and stuff. Well,
0: it's so funny because I wasn't even thinking of Bible stories. Oh. I, I was thinking of Dr. Seuss books. Oh, yes. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, Yes. Yeah, but you're right. But, 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 and I think that's why, because, you know, those types of children's books, you know, people put that artistry and that meaning in those illustrations. And so those images stuck with me more than, you know, the illustrated. Yes, uh, probably so. Children's book or Bible books back in the day. So, well, cool. Well, let's take a a short break and we'll be back uh, with Amy Parker talking about her uh, night, night Bible stories.
1: Our sponsor today is Tommy Nelson, and they have just released one of my favorite books of all time. It begins, Long, long ago, God made a decision, a very important decision, one that I'm really glad he made. He made the decision to make you I just love that. I almost can't read it without tearing up. So 25 years and 1.7 million copies after it first touched children's lives. Max Lucado's Just In Case You Ever Wonder now includes Eve Tharlett's breathtaking artwork to remind a whole new generation that they are loved no matter what, just in case they ever wonder. Available now wherever books are sold.
0: last segment we were talking about specifically about you writing the bible stories but there's also a companion devotional that goes along with it um and w- when did that come along was that r- did that was that uh, published right with the 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 storybook bible
1: pretty close in the mm-hmm. same year so night night bible stories came out in march night night devotions october oh nice so okay. um so that parents could follow up with that pretty quickly
0: well that's uh, i mean you know I've done a, a, a kind of a night-night series myself before, and that bedtime story time with kids is really important, right? It's a it's it's a really important part of the day for. I think
1: so. Kids. I think it's just so good to end on that on that. Now, even as adults, you know, you see like if you're not able to sleep at night or whatever, then um, you should end with a book, not with staring at your phone or at a screen. Yeah. But you should end with a book, and so I think the same goes for our kids. And it just even if your day has been absolutely nuts. You can have that five minutes before bedtime, 10, 15 hopefully minutes before bedtime yeah. to just sit down and make that physical connection with your kids. Just like snuggle them, hold them close or whatever, depending how, on how old they are. The 15 year old doesn't really go for that. <laughs> but... Wait, wait, you told me that you're
0: actually going through this with your 15 year old right yes, now? Yes, right?
1: right now, my 15 year old and I every night, we'll read night night bible stories and then we'll read the corresponding devotion to go with it so um
0: That's so awesome.
1: I I mean I it works for us and yeah. um and you know he doesn't ever comment about them being a little young for him or whatever he just he just goes with it. It's
0: pretty cool if your mom's the author too, right?
1: He doesn't care. <laughs> Honestly, he doesn't care. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Maybe maybe he brags about it to his friends when I'm not around, but no, it's not a big deal at my house. But um but yeah, so the devotions so there are 30 Bible stories and 90 devotions. Um, so obviously there are more devotions than Bible stories, but if parents wanted to use the devotional as a companion, you know, read them side by side, which is what my son and I are doing the, in the devotions, the devotional that corresponds with the Bible story has the exact same title. Um, so for Esther say the Bible story in the Bible story book, it's called the world's bravest queen. And if you just look in your index or whatever and go to the Devo, the world's bravest queen, queen that's the devotional that corresponds to the story okay. so you can read them side by side which is what we're doing together um you're going to skip several but um yeah but i have created it so that you can use them together
0: that's great and there you said there's there's basically three devotions per bible story is it like yes. one, like like for every bible story there's three that sort of average out averages mm-hmm. out to that
1: it Well, just mathematically, it does. It's not really made, you know, for three devotions to go to one Bible story. But if you wanted to read all of the devotions that went with the Bible stories and then come back and do the other 60, you can do that. Or you can read through the Bible storybook by itself. Then, you know, the next then come back and do the night night devotion separately. Um, So I've made it to where it can work either way. Whatever your bedtime routine (laughs) allows. Yeah. As long as you. um, The point is just to spend that time daily with God, right? Because um, I just feel like um, we talked a little bit in our little prequel session about, you know, compartmentalizing church on Sundays and things like that. And so part of the effort here is to just get a little bit of God into every day, right? Um, And there are other ways to do that, of course. But if it's part of your bedtime routine, then your kids get tucked in knowing You know, this reassuring story of how God saved his people or this devotional about what this Bible verse means to you in your daily life. Right. Um, And so I just feel like that's so important to, to have that a part of every day. That's awesome.
0: Well, Amy, thank you uh, so much for taking the time to talk about your books. I know we, we we interview other folks, but it's yeah. fun to fun to interview you. and, and I can uh, talk
1: about my books all day long, so <laughs> well, it's fun for me
0: that's that's awesome. And so well, okay, so where 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 can you find your books?
1: All of them are really, if you want a comprehensive list. they're at amyparkerbooks.com. dot com um, and the Bible story books are there. Um, and then upcoming books are there as well.
0: That's great. Well, um, well, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, again, I've been talking with Amy Parker uh, about her Night Night Bible Story book along with her Night Night devotional. And, um
1: and this is a part, this is a series about Bible story books. So it's not just about me. Like we're interviewing other people who have written other Bible story books. So be sure to check out our other episodes featuring those Bible story books. And really the most important thing is just to find the Bible story book that resonates with your child, that works into your routine, whatever that might be. And just get this these um, truths that God has shared with us into your daily routine with your child.
0: That's awesome. And uh, remember, we're always doing giveaways. Um, and uh, uh, and we'll actually have some Bible storybooks and devotionals uh, available uh, for giveaway. So check out our Instagram and Facebook page uh, or thebibleforkids.com uh, to find out how to enter. So uh, thanks again for joining us. And uh, once again, I'm Mike Naraki.
1: And this is Amy Parker.
0: And this is the Bible for Kids podcast. Thanks for listening to the Bible for Kids podcast with Amy Parker and Mike Noraki. Be sure to connect with the Bible for Kids on Instagram and Facebook and at the BibleforKids.com. The Bible for Kids podcast is part of the Way Nation Podcast Network. Find more podcasts at WayNation.com.